this is Pastor Dawn. I'm so excited to be with you here again for another episode of Gaining the Master's Edge. And so today we are in a series on um, biblical meditation. And this series is really just a very small snapshot of a fuller uh, group coaching class that I teach. And I'm going to give you an invitation to, to join us before we're done with today. Uh, but today what I'm going to start with is I'm going to begin to, uh, in a, very quickly, I'm going to begin to teach you the nuts and bolts of biblical meditation. Now, if you have not heard my previous podcast on um, five benefits of biblical meditation, I want you to go back and review that podcast because we're going to pick up where I left off. And I'm going to pray really quickly before we get started. So Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for anointing these lips of clay. Lord, I thank you that your word is already anointed. I thank you for giving me power and unction to be able to convey it in a way that is easily um, able for us to grasp it, receive it, plant it deep down in our hearts, and then activate it in our lives in the name of Jesus. Okay. All right. So what I'm teaching today, or what I'm going to be sharing with you today, is really just a snapshot of a larger um, uh, course uh, that I teach live. In fact, I want to invite you to it. It's called The Mysteries of Biblical Meditation. I'm going to be hosting it all month long in June of 2023. And right now we are taking registration for it. And you have two options. You can just attend live and take a lot of good notes. And you'll also be part of, we do group activations. We actually put into practice what I'm teaching you here. And the teaching that you receive there is a, is a larger version. It's a more fuller, in-depth version of what I share here on this podcast. And then the other option is if you not only want to attend live, but you want access to the recordings um, of those live sessions, then there's an option for that as well. All right, so we're going to get right into our content today, and that is, uh, this is part one of the nuts and bolts of biblical meditation. All right, so the first thing I want to do is I just want to define meditation. So Merriam-Webster's uh, 1828 dic dictionary says that to meditate is to dwell on in thought, to contemplate, to study, and to turn over in the mind. So I want you to think about any time that you have, y'all, you, you guys practice meditation all the time. You're just not aware of it. <laughs> anytime that you've taken a thought, I'll, I'll give you a good, uh, a good example. Anytime you've taken a negative thought and you have turned it over in your mind over and over again, it could be a thought of worry. It could be a thought of anxiety. It could be a thought of, of anger. It could be a thought of offense. I mean, there's all kinds of like negative ways that we meditate all the time. And so Miriam Webster says that to meditate is to dwell on in thought, to contemplate, to study, and to turn over in the mind. How many times have you replayed a situation in your head and you have replayed it and replayed it and replayed it and replayed it? And a lot of times uh, that thing that we're replaying is not necessarily a very positive um, situation, right? Okay, I want to tell you that that right there is a form of meditation. Okay, but now I'm going to give you a biblical definition of meditation. And so real quickly, we're going to look at Psalm uh, chapter 1. I'm just going to read to you the first three verses of Psalm chapter 1. I am reading from the Amplified Version, and it says, Blessed, happy, 
fortunate and favored by God is the man or woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice or examples, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits down and rests in the seat of mockers. Um, it says, but his or her delight is in the law of the Lord and on God's law, which is his word, uh, his precepts, his teachings, that man or woman habitually meditates day and night. Now it says that he, he or she, he, uh, that person will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither and whatsoever he or she does prospers and comes to maturity. Now, um, I want to to give you uh, the Strong's Concordance definition of where it says that he uh, that he meditates in the Word of God day and night. So that word meditation, according to the Strong's Concordance definition, means to speak, to imagine, to study, um, to study, to utter or mutter, kind of under the breath. It means to talk, <laughs> believe it or not. It also means to moan or growl. Now that's, that one seems kind of weird to me. It means to muse, to think on, to devise, to speak, to murmur in a low voice, to speak to oneself. So I want to tell you that anytime that you are speaking to yourself over and over again, that is a form of meditation. Now, I hope that the things that you're speaking to yourself over and over and over again are based on the word of God. Because what I want to go back here and just show you this real quickly, it says that he, he or she, he who delights in the law of the Lord, he who habitually meditates on the word of God day and night, that person, whatever he or she does will prosper and come to maturity. Now, I'm gonna, not gonna give you the full definition of that word prosper, but I'm gonna tell you that that word prosper there does include financial wealth. So if you have no other really good reason <laughs> to begin meditating the word of God over and over again, other than it will cause you to prosper, I'd say that's a really good reason for you to do so. Alrighty, okay, so um, as I said in this passage, the man or woman who delights in the word of God will prosper. Um, actually, I take that back. I'm going to give you the definition. The strongest concordance definition of the word prospered there means to advance, to make progress, to succeed, to be profitable, to bring to a successful end, to cause to prosper in riches and wealth. Okay. So um, meditation is one of the spiritual technologies that I teach in my really big coaching course called 21 Day Mindset Reset. And this is the foundational course, like this is the big kahuna that I teach all, or I should say it's the basis that I teach all of my coaching courses from, all of the clients that I work with, okay. So meditation is part of the process of renewing our mind with the Word of God, okay. I want to um, be very clear in saying that um, our carnal, secular world does not have the, an accurate definition of what true meditation is according to the Word of God. What the secular world will teach you um, in yoga, in Reiki, in all other time, types of Eastern uh, meditation as well as other types of forms of meditation. They will encourage you to empty your mind of all thoughts. And I want to tell you that that part is not biblical. And 
when they encourage you to do this, they're, they're trying to get you to a place where you empty your mind of all thoughts. And then whatever thought comes into your mind, they want you to meditate or think on that. I'm telling you right now that we are fallen creatures from creation, right? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For us to empty our mind of all thoughts, number one, that's a little difficult to do. Quieting your mind in the presence of God is a very, uh, is a very good thing to do. And um, I'll explain that in a second. But emptying your mind of all thoughts and then just meditating on whatever thought pops into your head. Do you understand that the enemy Satan is the roaring lion that roars, roams around to and fro throughout the earth, seeking whom he may devour? Do you know how many thoughts cross past our mind that are not from God? And they want you to meditate on the first thought that pops into your brain. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a very dangerous process. Or, um, that, yes, that's a very dangerous um, premise. So biblical meditation does not, uh, does not teach you to empty your mind of all thoughts, but, in, but instead it does involve quieting the mind, pushing away distractions so that you can focus on the word of God. So it is the word of God that we are then supposed to give all of our mental attention to and meditate upon, okay? All right, so I'm not sure how much of this I'm going to be able to get through in this podcast, but what I do want to give is just a, a quick snapshot of some of the nuts and bolts of biblical meditation. And as I said, I really can't do it justice in a short podcast. If y'all really want to learn how to do this, if you really want to learn how to prosper because you are constantly being, your mind is being renewed and you've learned how to master the art of biblical meditation, then you need to join us for our next group coaching course called The Mysteries of Meditation. Okay. By the way, if you go to my website, dawnchurchill.org, dawnchurchill.org, you will be able to find a link that will take you to, um, to our institute uh, page where you can get registered or you can get more information. Okay. So to begin biblical meditation, the first thing that I want to recommend is that you enter into the presence of God through worship. Now, everybody has their own kind of flavor, their own, like if, if you have been developing your relationship with God, then you have a way of entering into God's presence that seems natural to you. I'm just going to give you a couple of suggestions, but I want to encourage you to whatever is already working for you, go ahead and do that. So I recommend um, musical worship. I recommend reading scripture out loud. And I'm going to share a scripture with you. We're going to go to Psalm 100 and verse 4. Psalm 100 and verse 4. And it says, Enter his gates with songs of thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name or praise his name. So um, I'm also going to share with you Matthew 16. I'm sorry, Matthew 6, starting in verse. Um, hold on just a second. Let me make sure I got the right scripture. Matthew 6, starting in verse 9 through 13. I was almost going to read you the wrong, the wrong passage. Verse nine um, through, and this is the uh, this is the Lord's prayer. It, uh, so so the apostles or, or the disciples ask Jesus, how, how should we pray? And he says, this is how you should do it. He says, pray in this way. 
The first thing you do is our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be your their name. Now, I'm not going to go into the expanded version of this, but the first thing I want you to know is that you need to see God as your Abba Father. You need to be developing your relationship with the Father personality in the Trinity. And when you go to our Father, which art in heaven, I want you to think about every way in which God has shown up for you and has blessed you and has ministered to you as a good father. And so when you enter into his presence, those are the things that I want you to think about. And then it says, hallowed be your name. So that word hallowed mean, it means to reverence in worship. It means to bow before him. It means to prostrate before him. Okay. And then it goes on to say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. I'm not going to take time to, to, to teach on the Lord's Prayer, but I just wanted to, to share that with you because as you want to focus and meditate on, on, on a scripture passage or just a one scripture um, reference, our human minds tend to kind of go all over the place, right? And so I encourage you to enter into the presence of the Lord. Spend some time in musical worship. Spend some time uh, entering into his presence, you know, worshiping him. Spend some time. In it. And if you're struggling with that, I'm going to give you a really good, uh, what's word I was going to say? I'm going to give you a great way to help completely nix all distraction. Okay, you ready? So if you're struggling to enter God's presence, I want you to read one of your favorite scriptures out loud. Okay. I want you to read one of your favorite scriptures out loud. So everybody has at least two or three or five or 10 favorite scriptures. So whichever one that you like the most, that just makes you feel like, oh, daddy, I love you so much. You're so amazing. Like, like wh whatever, whatever the scripture is, it just kind of takes you into the presence of God. I want to recommend that you read it out loud and that you, um, uh, I don't have, uh, yes, I do. I have a Bible with me. Hang on a second. I want to recommend that you not only read it out loud, but you look at it with your eyes at the same time. The more of your senses, your five senses that you can involve at one time, the more you will be able to focus on, meditate on what it is that you are turning your attention to. So if the word of God is as 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 you are reading it out loud, if your eyes are seeing it, your ears are hearing your audible voice reading the scripture and you're speaking it. Um, I'm not again, I'm not going to go into great depth of teaching, but you have no idea the power of spoken words out of your mouth. OK, so what will happen is, is that you so there's been times when I have struggled so hard to get into the presence of God because there were all these other opposing thoughts or they were all these other just I couldn't seem to get past my to-do list you know for the day or whatever when I would begin to enter into musical worship when I would begin to take a scripture and I would just read it out loud and I would read I would read it out loud like multiple times and I would begin to put myself into that scripture and I would thank God that he was do all of a sudden all of the worries and cares of the world went away uh, there's a, there's an old hymn that says, um, it says, uh, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full into his wonderful face 
and the things of this world um, will fade away or will pass away as um, in the light of his glory and grace, okay? And if that doesn't work, then you need to uh, rebuke Satan. And I'm not going to teach you in this podcast of how to rebuke the enemy, how to rebuke um, demonic entities, but you do have authority in Jesus Christ to do that, okay? So the first thing that you want to do to begin biblical meditation is to enter into the presence of God. The next thing you want to do after you're in the courts of heaven, after you are in this place where you can feel God, you can see God, you can sense God, you can smell God, you can hear God, for lack of better words, ask God for wisdom, revelation, understanding, knowledge, and discernment regarding the scripture that you're about to meditate on. Ask God for wisdom, revelation, understanding, knowledge, and discernment regarding the scripture you're about to meditate on, okay? All right, then the next thing that I teach my clients to do is to write out definitions of words and phrases in the scripture passage, okay? And I encourage them to then use the Strong's Concordance as well as a dictionary, as well as a thesaurus to write out the definitions. So earlier in the podcast, I gave you not only a um, Merriam-Webster's dictionary definition of meditate or meditation, but then I gave you the Strong's Concordance definition of meditation um, that it, we find in Psalm chapter one, verses one to three, okay? And so what I have my students do is I literally have them write out the scripture in phrases or in words. They don't write out the whole thing. And then I ask them to then go and to begin defining those words. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to real briefly share with you from um, Philippians 4.19. Now, again, you guys, I am giving you a snapshot. Like this is this much of the larger, um, I'm telling y'all, y'all need to join me <laughs> for the mysteries of meditation. Because if in your church, if um, in, in your world, so to speak, if your pastor, if your teachers, if your Bible teachers, if they have taught you that you need to renew your mind with the word of God daily, you need to meditate upon the word of God, but they've never taught you how to do it. I want to tell you guys something, knowing how to do this is so very important so that you can achieve the results that you want to achieve. Okay. All right, Matthew, I'm not, sorry, not Matthew, Philippians, Philippians 4.19. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It's just a one sentence scripture and it says this, Philippians 4.19. And I am reading from the Amplified Version. It says, and my God will liberally supply, fill until the full, your every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God will supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Y'all, how many times have you read that scripture? How many times have you heard that scripture? Maybe even how many times have you heard a pastor or a preacher or a biblical teacher teach on it? And how many of you can honestly say that you have a deep revelation of that scripture, like down in your soul, like at the bottom of your gut, and you agree with it wholeheartedly in every sense of the word, and you are seeing the fullness of the manifestation of that scripture in your life, in every single aspect of your life? How many of you can raise your hand and say yes? All right. If you can't say yes, 
then that means that you probably have some things that you need to learn about renewing your mind with the Word of God and about meditating on the Word of God and causing it to come alive to you. Okay, so I told you that uh, one of the things that, that we do after we enter into the presence of God is we begin to define keywords and phrases within a scripture. Y'all, when I first meditated on this scripture, Philippians 4.19, it took me three weeks to get through it. It took me three weeks every single day of just going through this process of God just kind of walking me through the process. It took me that long to get through it for me to get, at least at that point in my life, a fullness of understanding that I could grasp and accept and retain and begin to see activated in my life. Now, um, there's been other seasons in my life where I've gone back to it again and believe it or not, God's taken me through the same process and he's given me greater revelation, greater understanding, greater um, discernment. And then I've seen that greater revelation cause greater manifestations of that um, of that scripture in my life. One of the things uh, when I first studied it, the only thing I could think of was was um, financial provision. Now, when I think about my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory, what God has revealed to me is it means all of my need, whatever kind of need that I have, whatever kind of need I have for his love and his joy and his peace today, whatever kind of need, yes, that I might have for finances today, whatever kind of need that I might have for his strength and his grace and his mercy in my life today, whatever kind of need that I might have as I go about my work or my ministry or what have you, um, God began to show me I was taking this art class and I needed a certain a certain very specific type of these um colored pencils okay and i didn't have them and at the time i didn't have money to buy them right and i'm like okay god well you said that you would provide my every need and he said exactly daughter he goes whatever it is that you have need of today that is necessary for what i've called you to do he goes i'm talking about that too and i asked god to provide <laughs> i know that sounds so goofy i asked him to provide though that specific scent uh, set of color pencil because they were a little bit pricey and he provided them within a day or two so all of your need extends far beyond just your your basic um needs for shelter housing clothing and food okay all right so um i want to where was i going with this um okay so i'm going to give you just a teeny 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 bit of um a little bit of revelation from my God shall supply all of your need. So we're just gonna go to the first phrase, which says, my God, my God. The first thing that the Holy Spirit said to me was, Dawn, I am your God. I am your father. I am your Jehovah Jireh. I am your, I am the lover of your soul. I am the friend that sticks closer than a brother to you. And so God began to help me to um, begin to focus my mind on so many different various aspects in my entire life where God has personally spoken to me, ministered to me, provided for me, healed me, 
led and guided me in his ways and in his will. I began to think, the Holy Spirit said, he goes, I want you to think of, um, if you've never done a study on on the names of God, um, I have a, a three-part series book and it's on the names of God, the names of Jehovah, the names of Jesus, the names of um, the Holy Spirit. I mean, like it's really rich and deep. And so what, as I first began, very first day, I didn't get past the first phrase, which was my God. And you know what? I want to pause right now. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I'm asking, Lord, that you come into this moment, that you open the windows of heaven, that you pour out revelation upon their minds, their hearts, their souls, their spirits, and you remind them right now, God, in the last three days, in the last week or month, in the last season of 30, 60, 90 days, how have you been their God? How have you been their Abba Father? How have you been the friend that sticks closer than a brother? How have you confirmed and affirmed them and encouraged them and repeatedly uh, told them how valuable they are to you, how much you love them? How many times have you covered them with your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness? How many times, Father God, have you led them with wisdom in a situation and they didn't really know what to do? How many times, Father God, have you helped them make a wise choice or decision because they brought the choice or decision before you and they weren't sure what they should do? And within the next day or so, they literally had an answer from heaven. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that you give open the eyes of their heart that they might be able to receive from you right now, God. How have you been, Abba Father? How have you been their advocate as Jesus who intercedes for them day and night? How have you been there for them as the Holy Spirit ministering to their soul, strengthening them from within? So in the name of Jesus, I think sometimes we, we read through, through scripture so quickly that we, we miss the, not only the, the plethora of the height, the depth, the width, and the breadth of what God is saying through his word, but we miss the magnanimity of how God wants to reveal himself to us through his word, okay? All right, so as I said, the first time I studied the scripture, it took me three weeks to get through it. And so one of the things that I train my clients to do, my students to do on our campus is to break down um, a scripture passage into key words and phrases, okay? And I'm gonna tell you why we do this. And uh, when I teach this class live, this is actually one of the scriptures that we begin to meditate on and I begin to unpack it for you guys. By the time y'all are done with that particular passage, the whole idea of God providing all of your need, all of your need, all of your need, according to his riches and glory, it has, it has gone from this amount of revelation and significant to like here, 
Okay, so the process of defining words and phrases, it begins, the purpose, the reason why we do it is because it begins to expand your mental, emotional, spiritual image of your original understanding of the scripture passage. Let's say that again. The process of defining words and phrases begins to expand your mental, emotional, and spiritual image of your original understanding of the scripture passage. And in this expanding process, God begins to speak to your heart. God begins to speak to your heart. Okay, you guys, I am running short on time. I have not even unpacked everything in this particular uh, podcast um, recording, but I'm going to give you a hint of what I'm going to share with you next week. So next week, I want you to make sure that you that you tune in. We are going to just take a snapshot look at what it's like when we ask God to give us personal revelation of this scripture in the form of mental images and visions. I'm going to say that again. We're going to take a snapshot look at um, asking God to give us personal revelation of the scripture or scripture passage in the form of mental images and visions. And I want you, I want you to not miss it. Okay, I'm going to close in prayer one more time. I'm going to invite you to join us for the Mysteries of Meditation. I haven't done this class live in a, in a long time. I do it for my trauma coaching clients, but I'm doing it live like for the public. And I want you, um, I want you to join us. So if you will go to dawnchurchill.org. Uh, it will take you to, uh, you can click on the button and it will take you to our uh, institute site, which is where all of my curriculum te teachings are, and you will have the opportunity to get registered. Uh, it is going uh, to be um, on Saturday mornings in June, all of June, June of 2023, and you will have the option to either just join us live or you can join us live and also have access to all of the recordings. And... Um, What's so amazing about this group coaching experience is, is not just the teaching that goes forth, because what I've taught today is this much of, of what I actually teach, but it is the activations. It is, it, um, I literally give you situations and then we get quiet and we listen to God and it is amazing how God will begin to give us revelation and then we share that with one another in the in the in the in the class and it is just hands down I, I can't even God always comes in and does something so far beyond my expectations it's amazing all right so I'm going to close in prayer Father God in the name of Jesus I pray that you have whetted their appetite today Lord God for renewing their mind daily with the word of God. I pray that you have whetted their appetite today, Lord, for meditating in your word day and night. I pray that you have whetted their appetite today, Lord, for, um, for everything in their life to begin to prosper because they meditate in your word day and night. Lord, I pray that you have sparked something in them today, Lord God, in a way that they maybe they haven't looked at scripture before. Maybe when they read scripture or they hear scripture, it, it feels distant from them. Father God, this is a biblical meditation is one of the ways that you so lovingly as our amazing heavenly father you come in and you personalize your word to us specifically and it causes our heart to overflow with your love and your joy and your peace 
and we find contentment and satisfaction in you in a way that we cannot find in any other earthly thing or even person. And so in the name of Jesus, Father God, I thank you for taking what I have, the, the brief snapshots that I've shared today. I thank you, God, for causing that, 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 that seed to be planted, seeds to be planted deep within their heart and to produce a, a harvest of righteousness and, cre- and, and to, um, to produce harvests that will show tangible results in their life, that they might eventually live and, and operate under an open heaven of your blessing and your favor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, don't forget to go to dawnchurchill.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, um, Gaining the Master's Edge. We uh, we uh, are, are recorded, a podcast go live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And so make sure that you are subscribing on loveradionetwork.com. All right, you guys, until next week. Bye.